Hello and welcome to the Offensive Zone show with your hosts, Ian and Tyler. The weekly podcast is so good you'd extend it for eight years, whatever the cap is. That's right, this is the Offensive Zone show where we break down the latest and greatest goings on in the NHL. Um, a bit of a strange one this week as we've got no Tyler with us. Unfortunately, Tyler's better half has not been well, so he's been uh, doing the honourable thing and looking after her. Uh, and we're thinking of you, uh, bro, even though you can't be here today. Um, we are extremely lucky, though, to have with us our special guest, uh, Dom, who is a lifelong Devils fan. We'll be spending the next 40 minutes or so helping us break down the Metropolitan Division. Um, but before we get into that and before I introduce you to Dom properly, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the uh, to the listeners. Um, we've, I can speak for both myself and Tyler when I say we've been humbled by the uh, the take-up of the podcast so far. Uh, and we've got listeners all over the place. So Canada, States, United Kingdom, of course, uh, Finland, Sweden, India, it's just kind of and beyond. Um, so before we get into it, I just wanted to say thank you to every single listen we have. Obviously, without you, we are nothing and it's just people talking to themselves which is a bit weird uh right so as <laughs> i said before we get into it i want to take dom off mute which i've done now and introduce him so hi dom thanks for coming on the show today no problem thanks for having me good stuff and uh obviously we were talking before we went live about your history of hockey so um you know we, we ask all the special guests but how did you get into hockey and 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 who's your team even though I've given that away already. Yeah. Um, so I'm from Canada, Alberta. So obviously I'm going to be around hockey. Um, and just, yeah, just the geographical location, I guess. <laughs> really nothing else aside from that. But uh, you, and I'm right in saying it because I can see it behind your head, but a Devils fan from Alberta. Yeah, that's, that's always been very strange <laughs> from other people's perspectives because, you know, I'm somewhat close to Calgary. There's Edmonton, like Toronto, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Devils, honestly, just their history and all that has main reason why I'm part of the fan base. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, look, you know, uh, it's... Uh... It, I'd be a hypocrite if I said anything about location and teams you support because uh, you know, based in the United Kingdom and and, and following mm-hmm. Seattle, so I don't think I don't think I could have picked a team further away from from the UK if I tried. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it just interesting little dynamic, but perfect perfect for today uh, because as I said, we're going to be breaking down the Metropolitan Division uh, like we did the Atlantic uh, a week or so ago. Um, and how we're going to do that is for each of the teams in it, and, and obviously I've run through with this, we've done with this before we started, but we're going to go through last season's results, their off-season moves, that's both free agencies and trades, uh, the playoff chances this season, if they have some, uh, and what one thing has to happen this year for them to be successful. Um, so, so no pressure. And we're going to start with Dom's favourite team, uh, 
Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, he's, he's doing his best not to swear throughout this podcast as well. So I'm, I'm making it difficult to start with Carolina. Um, in terms of season, 36, 12, 18. It's not, not bad. Uh, you know, not a bad score, you know, for them. Uh, second round defeat, though, to Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously the eventual Sunday Cup winners. Uh, off-season, probably the biggest off-season moves for them involved Cotton Yemi, uh, which was was what was going to be when we originally recorded this the first time, uh, one of the big news stories, but obviously it's kind of old news now. But that uh, offer sheet that was accepted was a, uh, a big and bold move from them. But they also extended... Svechnikov, which was a big move. They uh, signed Derek Stepan, uh, Anthony Ranta, Anderson, Ian Cole as well. Uh, and they got Ethan Bear from Edmonton. Jack Bean left, so he went to Columbus. Uh, Nedeljkovic, uh, Neddy, as we have written down on here, he went off to Detroit. In a move that surprised quite a few people. Um, so, uh, Dom, look, I'll... I'll I'll, I'll shut up for two minutes and give you a chance to talk. But what, what's, what's your thoughts in terms of their off-season moves from an unbiased perspective? Yeah, they're not going to have a good season. Um, like their forward core, great. <laughs> um, like their top nine, uh, pretty pretty good. But um, mm. their defense, aside from Jakob Slavin and Ethan Bear, they don't really have anyone. Um, unless I'm just blanking on someone, which is possible. Because um, I, th- I, I think I think it's, it's I think it's fair. I think the Dougie Hamilton thing is a, is a, was a big a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. Um, financially, I don't think they could have got it to work. And obviously, you're not complaining as a Devils fan. Absolutely no, not. I think you're right with that. Yeah, and I think it's <laughs> it's either Shea or Gardner. Uh, one of them's not. Uh, going to play the season. I can't remember which one it is. Um, I got Yeah, he's he's yeah. out for the season. Yeah, right. Um, and there's one person you forgot to write down the sign, Tony D'Angelo. Um, <laughs> probably. I, I, I tried to keep it to the biggest signings. <laughs> no, he was a big that. signing, but big signing in the bad way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see Carolina having a great season because unless Anderson can ha- can come back to the way he was a couple years ago in Toronto, he's not mm. going to do well because Rancho's good. Anderson, unless his injury's gone, Carolina's going to fail. Yeah, you know, to be fair, I, I it's one of the things that we, I mean, obviously, the people listening, you can't see the... Uh, the lovely presentation which I have up at the moment, which myself and Dom can see, but one of the things I highlighted on this was was around the goalies, and I think the goaltending last year was better than Carolina have had it in the, in, in recent years. Um, but Ranta and Anderson, that's either going to be amazing or it's going to be awful. If it's if they're as good as they should be together, then I, I think that kind of makes up for a lot of the defensive weaknesses I think they've got there. Um, like you said, unless I'm forgetting somebody as well, I, I don't... I mean, they've got Pesci as well, who's not a bad defenseman, but they're missing that kind of obvious one-two, you know, top-line D-men. They've obviously got one in, in, in Slavin, but they don't really have... The, the other person's not a standout kind of candidate for me. Obviously it was, because it was Hamilton last year, but they don't have that replacement. Um 
and Ian Cole is a great addition on the defensive side for me. But again, you're talking kind of bottom six, mm. you know, maybe a five or six D man. Uh, in, in certainly now where he is with his age, um, so that that you know they've gone full out offensive. And I think since the new owner took over, like he's changed that team to being more skill and mm. offense than it was. Defense, which I think is originally what Ron Francis was was looking to do, and you can kind of see that with Seattle. To be honest, that's kind of his his mold. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go against against you with this one, Dom. <laughs> and I think they'll make the playoffs, but <laughs> I think whether they'll go any further, I, I don't. I'm not sure. I think you've got to be good defensively in the playoffs, and I'm not mm. sure they're going to be strong enough on the back end unless they make moves, obviously during the year to to get over the to get out because that's a tough conference once you get into the playoffs mm-hmm. and you've got to be super super and you're, you're not going to outscore Tampa Bay right or someone like that you've no. got to be defensively quite strong yeah it makes like the Islanders except they just need a little bit more offense rather mm-hmm. than just pure defense rather than more D yeah 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 exactly so we've gone from one one spectrum to the other uh, so the next up uh, and I uh, nearly forgot there we go. So next, um, <laughs> not much point having the media if I'm not going to use it, uh, is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, and surprise, surprise, they didn't have a postseason last year. Their season probably ended about 18 games in, um, but their record was 18, 26 and 12. It was pretty horrendous. Uh, pretty, I say relatively busy off season. It was a strange off season for me. Yeah, Wierenski, mm-hmm. Bean, we've talked about, Line Jenner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of extensions, which we kind of knew was going to happen. Um, didn't extend Line A for that long, though. So that's worth pointing out. Is it, I think, was it was it one or two years, maybe? Uh, I want to say it was one year. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's one year as well. But I mean, I, I, I could load up Cat Friendly, but the point is it was short. Um, and we'll, we'll try to have a day without cap friendly. Um, but then the trades happened. And that was where I was kind of a little bit like, what, what is it that you're trying to do with, with, the, with the Blue Jackets? Obviously, they traded Seth Jones to Chicago. And they got a fair bit back for him. I think it was two. For, well, it's a first round pick, a conditional first round pick. Uh, and, and Adam Bockfist, I believe. There might have been something else in there. But I think that was the mix. Um, and But then it was something like the... the the Voracek trade, mm-hmm. I, I did. I, I didn't understand that one. Like, if I felt like they swapped the same player around. I mean, I know that Voracek and 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 Atkinson, Cam Anderson, Cam Atkinson, sorry, are, are different. Um, but the it, it's the same kind of salary cap, the same kind of age. They're both scorers in, in their own right. It, it was one of those moves where I thought, if you're going to move Atkinson, then Moving for picks, if you're looking to rebuild, which it kind of feels like they are. So what's your thoughts, Dom, in terms of Blue Jackets offseason? Like it? Dislike it? Indifferent? I, I think they've had a top five offseason compared to the other teams in the league. Um, wow, I don't... Okay. Because they had their rebuild, or they started in their rebuild, and they finished the 2021 draft with, I think it was three first-rounders, right? Correct, yeah. Um, the Warenski contract, questionable, but he's going to be their number one defenseman for a long time, 
aside from maybe Boakfist if he can be somehow become better. Um, hmm. Voracek, I can, I think I know why I might know why they got him because line A with the new coaching system, they, I think they're going to want line A to score. Voracek is an elite playmaker. Uh, Atkinson, I'm pretty sure he was more of a goal scorer rather than um, a playmaker, unless I'm unless I'm wrong. Yeah, no, you're uh, right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, sniper really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think Vorchek's gonna play with Line A for most of the year, either Vorchek or maybe Domi, um, and play with Line A. Hopefully, get him back to how he was with the Jets. Mm. Yeah, to be fair, that makes that makes sense. I hadn't thought of it that way with the Voracek in terms of the mix on that line and the chemistry maybe between them. Like that kind of makes sense. Um, I do think they're they're obviously rebuilding, and and you know the, they they made that pretty clear last season. Like you said, they they traded a lot of picks. They didn't have three particularly high first round picks, but they had they were reasonable um, in a draft that, to be honest, you know, the first round last year, you you could probably argue that except for maybe the first two or three, the rest was was a bit of a lottery anyway in terms of who was the better one between the fifth overall and the 15th. I don't think there was a, a great deal of, of difference between them. It's quite a stacked first round, but with a load of players all kind of similar. There wasn't an Austin Matthews or, a, or an obvious kind of first round pick like we've had in, in years gone by. Mm-hmm. Um, the new head coach, Obviously, Columbus Blue Jackets got rid of uh, Torts. He left. Uh, I'm trying to think who came in place. I did. I did have it written down somewhere, um, but you know, it's uh, it shows how much how much research we've done for the show. Because <laughs> so, I don't have it in front of me. Um, but yeah, so he took in, and uh, you know, this just in my ear. It was Brad Larson who stepped in uh, to take over. So I'd be interested to see how Larson gets on. Um, he was the assistant coach, I believe. He stepped up into a head coach role so it'd be it would be nice to see the Blue Jackets take steps forward this year and I think that's for me you know if we're answering the question of what what do they need to do to make the season a successful season unlike the Carolina Hurricanes and I think they need to they need to make the playoffs Columbus Blue Jackets just need to embed the new head coach and they need to start to become the team that they're trying to be if that makes Mm -hmm. sense we need to see, are they going to be a scoring team and, and an offensive team? Or are, they, or are they looking to be stronger defensive? We don't really know what, what Columbus looks like right now. and um, Some big question marks going into the season, I think. So, next up. <laughs> and this is one where I know, Dom, you're going to have a lot to say. <laughs> I will see if you can remain unbiased <laughs> for this one. <laughs> so, New Jersey Devils. Uh, no postseason for the Devils last year, but in 19... 19- 30 and 7 uh, score, which surprised me because I thought it was a better season than that. It felt better, and maybe it started better and it got worse rapidly at the end, but that, that's I, I actually. Just, I, was, what I thought they won more games than that. It definitely started better, but the Devils were like absolutely destroyed by COVID because it started with Mac Black, then Palmieri, hmm. and then it took out, I think, all but like five players. If, if even that. Mm. Um, then when we came back, Mac Black was obviously much worse. Um, and as were most people, aside from probably Jack Hughes. I think Jack Hughes was like the only reliable mm. player we had the entire year. And 
Sharon Govich and Kokonen and Zaka and Wood. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So we definitely started off well. And I think through the, like the first five games, I remember I put posted on my Snapchat story. We were, I think we were second in the league league uh, division. Um, mm. And mm. then obviously COVID and now present day, huge off season in my opinion a top two off season that might be biased i don't know <laughs> i'm biased yeah <laughs> i don't think it is yeah um i think it's either between the devils or the red wings i think the red wings also had a really good uh off season um because mm. hamilton I was going to say let's let's go let's go through you know let's go through some of the some of the off season moves they made and and, and I, you know I want to try and get I, I will talk as little as possible I want to get your thoughts in terms of each of them Hamilton's the best place to start uh, Hamilton the big fish of free agency as I call him because he was there was really nobody huge aside from Hamilton because there were Ovechkin and Landeskog but they were just resigned which was boring but um, it made sense. <laughs> Um, so true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Hamilton, in my opinion, t- a top five offensive defenseman in the league. I don't think that's too far fetched. Um, to uh, seven by nine, which was less than people like Wierenski or um, Jones, so who are both, in my opinion, worse than Hamilton. So I think that was a good deal from Fitzy. Um, yeah. Uh, Tomas Tatar. Um, uh, I, I think um, I think you're going to do a very good job of cutting our fan base in half with the uh, with the the Seth Jones and uh, and uh, Wierenski comment around Hamilton. But look, I, I agree. With you. I think it wasn't. A, it's not a bad deal. And mm-hmm. people thought he was going to be more expensive than that. They were a little. I think the concern is around the term. But like any other like term. Term's always going to be in the player's favour. It always is. It is with Landis Gog. It, it, it is with Ovechkin. It, you know, it was with Hamilton. But Hamilton's not one of those kind of big body defensemen who hits a lot of guys. So I don't see any reason why he can't play the, the, the entirety of that contract. And from a financial standpoint, the Devils are about to free up a lot of cap space when they do not re-sign uh, P.K. Subban. Because let's be honest, that's not going to happen. Uh, and even if he was to resign, there's no way he's resigning at nine million a year. So, the 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 Devils are in a really fortunate position where they could afford to to make that splash. And I think he instantly makes the team a lot better. Just just bit you know just in terms from a defensive perspective, he changes things. Yeah, and I don't maybe this uh, could happen. Probably actually, uh, Ty Smith. Offensive defenseman could learn from one of the best. Mm. Um, and who knows, maybe Ty, Ty Smith can, when Hamilton's deal is closer to the end, Ty Smith can take over as uh, the number one defenseman. Mm. Um, it's, a really, it's a really good thought. And to be fair, I thought T, uh, Ty Smith had a really, a really strong season last year. I th- I, personally, I thought he was one of the best players you had on the team and from a perspective standpoint i thought he had a great season oh he he had an amazing season especially uh because i'm i know he got pretty hit pretty hard by covid um like his first game uh against the bruins scored 
as a defenseman, where can you go wrong? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Smith was, and I, Smith was, I think, I might be wrong in the number, but I think he was eighth in Calder voting. I might be wrong. Um, regardless. It's um, that's, that's pretty good for a defenseman, though, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, in Yegor Sharangovich, he was lower, which to me didn't make a lot of sense, but <laughs> still pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, back to the signings. Um, Tatar. I know uh, Fitzgerald definitely um, influenced him in coming here with the family dynamic, as he puts it. Um, as well as the um, the che- the other checks that are here in the that are here with the Devils, um, Marianne Studenich and Kristen Yaros. Um, so and Tatar, great veteran. Like I think I can call him a veteran. He's what like thirty four now. I'm probably wrong on that, but um, uh, he, good. Yeah, he's definitely experienced. I mean, there's no there's no doubt mm-hmm. in that. I, I'm not sure of his age, but he's he's. Yeah, you wouldn't be wanting to offer him an eight-year deal, put it that way. No. Yeah, what was it? It was like two years. It was either 6.5 or 4.5. Um, I Let me find think out. he can be a good top-line guy um, with probably Heesher and Brat. Um, can definitely te- teach um, Heesher and Brat more. Um more ways of the game and definitely can help mm. them improve because what he sure's 22 now i think and brat's probably just a year older so young guys can definitely improve jonathan bernier as well um he can definitely help someone like mac uh improve because i'm no i watched the like the welcome interviews with amanda stein and that um like he talked to Martin Brodeur and Martin even talked about how he wants to fight, wants um, Bernier and Blackwood to fight over the starting role because it's going to be a tandem. But and mm-hmm. I think Mac Black's going to get the starter, obviously. But yep. um, I like how Bernier is going to push Mac Black to become better than um, better than he will be currently. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I think, to, and just quickly on Tatar, so Tatar's uh, 30 years old, so it's not too bad in terms of uh, his age. Um, and mm-hmm. you're right, a two-year deal at $4.5 million a year. I mean, it's it's 5% of the of the of New Jersey's cap. It's nothing, really, mm-hmm. for, for who... Uh, arguably a, a first-line um, winger on, on the Devils. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a first-line winger on all teams, but he's, he's shown kind of times during his career where he's been unstoppable other times where he he has struggled i think vegas is probably mm-hmm. the, one of the best examples of that where he, he found it a little bit difficult but if he settles in i think you've, you've got a great player in him uh, on a very very mm-hmm. lucrative contract i mean four and a half million for a, for a top six winger is pretty much unheard of in this league these days um i like the bernier thing i think having the 1a 1b tandem like you said helps um, Blackwood in terms of his development, but also takes a bit of the pressure off. And we've seen a lot of teams this year go with the 1A, 1B, even those teams that have got an outright starter. So someone like 
um, like Vegas, who have got obviously Robin Leonard, they've chosen him to be their starter, and they still went and got a you know a relatively strong backup, someone that they knew they could share the uh, the load with. So for me, Bernier, I thought he played really well for the Devils last year. His stats were pretty pretty stunning, given the defense in front of him. Let's be honest, was uh, well we said we were going to try not to swear, so less than great. Uh, was the <laughs> Detroit defense in front of him last year, and he's and he and he still has a really strong save percentage. Um, I thought the Will mm-hmm. Butcher move, trading him to Buffalo, makes sense because there was no space for Butcher anymore. You know, Ty Smith basically replaced him, and everybody else you got signed up for for long anyway. Um, and then the Graves Graves move, I love that. I think I, I think he's he's he was fantastic at Columbus at Columbus. Colorado last year, see C O L. I'm thinking Columbus um, at Colorado last year. He was fantastic, and mm-hmm. that's for me. Like if you think about the New Jersey defensive core now, so I'm just to go through it. And I, I had to open Cap Friendly because it's a podcast, <laughs> and I just do it every time. But you've got Dougie Hamilton, PK Subban, uh, Damon Severson, Ryan Graves, you got Segan Dollar there as well, whose potential is is higher than where he is now. But he, mm-hmm. he's always seen as being somebody with the potential to be a maybe a four, maybe even a three in terms of defensive. You got Ty Smith, like you said, you got Jaros as well. So that's a pretty mm-hmm. strong defensive team. Um, I guess you mentioned uh, Jack Hughes, and I wouldn't be doing my duty if I didn't bring Jack Hughes up. For me personally, I see Devils, and this is where I know me and you differ because we talked about it before we came on live, but I think the Devils have got a chance of making the wild card. But to get there, we need goalie consistency from both the two, mm-hmm. so Bernier and Blackwood. And we need, I need to see more from Jack Hughes. This is this is a guy who was supposed to be, you know, Austin Matthews style and he had a really mm-hmm. rough first season which happens it happens and I feel like he got that that kind of monkey off his back last year but mm-hmm. now we need to see the elite player step in like it's not okay to, for, in my opinion to have cause he didn't have that many more points than Ty Smith at the end of the season mm-hmm. and I just think he needs to especially when you compare the positions you've got a defenseman and a, mm-hmm. a, a centre but he needs to be him and Hishia. If if those two, and Hishia's shown it because his his progression has been fantastic. You just need to mm-hmm. see Hughes have that trajectory now, and then you've got a really really strong, scary center one two punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Hughes, I can see him breaking out this year. His his analytics and everything have been absolutely amazing, um, and I'm. Mm. I know he had a lot of really good shots. Um, I'm pretty sure he hit the post a lot. Um, yeah, I think he. I think I read somewhere mm-hmm. that I think it was Hughes. Like he was tied for first with crossbars and posts hit. Um, <laughs> it's not a stat you want, <laughs> but yeah. No. Hey, would you rather have a hat trick of own goals? Devils. <laughs> um, yeah, true. Yeah, that's fair. that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But Hughes, I definitely see him having a really good season. He sure as well, because he was injured for like 75% of the season. Because at first he was in Switzerland doing his um, military training. Then he got like his, something happened to his ankle. 
then came back, missed two weeks because of the COVID uh, homestay thing. Played a few games, became the captain. I think Subban hit him in the head with a puck. And then he was out for the rest of the season. So... Um, yeah, and I, I, actually, I remember that game. It was, it wasn't, it, it was, it was in, in a game, wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't practice or anything when he was hit in the head. No, it was a game. It was a game. Yeah, I was listening and, uh, to and, it. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, the, who's love him or hate him? Who's the one person you don't want a slap shot from hitting your head? And it's, it's PK Subban. So, or maybe Shea Weber would be even worse. But it was, yeah, pretty bad. So. So for me, I think the Devils, we've talked a lot about rebuilding teams, obviously both on this podcast, but also when we went through the Atlantic the other week. And um, Mm -hmm. you just need to see progression. I think we know the team that the Devils are. Now we're starting to see the style of team they are. Um, But, you know, I want to see see Blackwood be the starter. I want him to see him take those reins and and be the kind of starter that everyone hopes and thinks that he can be. Um, And... In a really tough division, because we have we're three teams in, and we've not even covered some of the teams that are almost locked on to make the playoffs. So it's not an easy division to be fighting for a wild card spot. But if 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 the Devils can end end next season like they started last season, I think they'll be there or mm-hmm. thereabouts. And that's all. Mm-hmm. That's that's for me. That's that's a good progression, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Next up is the New York Islanders. Um, <laughs> famously, because we talked about them on the Tampa, when we did the Atlantic and talked about Tampa Bay, 32-17-7 season. And when we cover the next New York team in a minute, you'll see that stat alone shows you how close this conference is. Because you're talking about two or three wins being the difference between having a conference final loss to Tampa Bay or not making the playoffs at all. Now, since I did this, uh, I put signed they only have extensions. Well, that's not actually true because they've signed uh, Chara. That's probably the only bit of news that we actually have this week in terms of the <laughs> NHL, other than the fact that the Seattle jersey was released and I, like a saddo, bought it straight away. Um, but other than that, the Zeno <laughs> Chara uh, signed with the Islanders. Uh, everything else, though, was extensions and extended an absolute ton of guys. Palmieri got, got signed up. Um, Bavillier got signed up. Um, basically, their entire their entire core got re-signed up. Um, I think uh, I, could be, I could be completely wrong with. Yep, yeah, yeah. and um, Sezikis as well uh, was was re-signed. So they they pretty much went with you know what we like what we were doing. We're happy with where this team is. We've got a lot of young players as well, which we know we're going to grow. Similar to what you were saying about the Devils, so. Let's just you know reload and, and and go again. And and Chara to me is an interesting move because they've they've got a pretty good mm-hmm. defense anyway. But with with him there now, I think that gives you a bit of you've got a, a few little veterans there. I mean, obviously Chara's forty four. I might point out by the way, um, which is mental uh, as as a thirty six year old, uh, a proud thirty six year old who aches whenever he moves to be playing hockey still at 44 <laughs> is, is depressing to say the least. Uh, but Andy Green's still there uh, at 38. So um, they've still, they've got some, mm-hmm. some players, but it, it's a relatively youth, youthful team. Um, they got rid of Andrew Ladd's. I won't say Andrew Ladd because 
realistically, he's never going to play again because of his injury. So more than likely, it would just be a cap, a cap dump um, to uh, the, uh, the, well, the, 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 what is essentially become the graveyard for contracts, which is Arizona. <laughs> so he got traded there. Um, and anybody that listens to this podcast knows my love for the Arizona organization and everything that they are currently not doing to take that club forward. Um, but for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dom, I see this team playoff bound again. I think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, and I think with Barry Trotz at the helm, in terms of from a head coach perspective, I think these guys are going to win a cup. I really do. I think they've got that that right defensive mm-hmm. first mentality with enough skill to still be dangerous. Um, yeah, stick to the plan. I like it. Yeah, I can definitely see them being um, a cup contender uh, as they have been for the past two seasons. Um, their main problem is their, is their scoring because they have Matthew Barzell yeah. and they have... Uh, Anthony Bavillier, who's amazing in the playoffs. Um, otherwise, they don't really have other scores aside from Kyle Palmieri. Um, and I think Palmieri, like, singling out him because devil. Because um, <laughs> for the past <laughs> yeah, few seasons, he's had, uh, what's it, 25 plus goal pace I, or 20 goal plus pace. Then last season, really off season. Then I think in his like first or second game in in with the Islanders he got like one or two goals. Um, mm-hmm. I can definitely see him it. being a scorer. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, uh, you're completely right. So if you, I, I didn't realize this until you just said it, but his stats. So if we go back to 27, uh, 27, 2017, 2018, he had twenty four goals. 2018, 19, 27, 2019, 20. 25 goals remembering this is now a slightly reduced season and then last season which obviously was massively reduced he had in the regular season 10 goals he scored eight with the devils he scored two on the date like you're right his first game for the islanders he scored twice and he didn't score again all season but in the playoffs he scored seven goals in 19 games and had nine points so if he can bring that into the regular season, you go back to you know to kind of looking at fifty point season, which is what they need. Mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind he also got those over twenty goal seasons on the Devils. The Devils <laughs> were horrible, aside from twenty seventeen eighteen. And but even then, he did better in like what was it eighteen nineteen than he did seventeen eighteen mm-hmm. when we actually mm-hmm. made he the did, playoffs. Yeah. So I can definitely see, I can, I don't think this is a hot take. I see Palmieri getting over 30 goals. I feel like I need to, there you go. So that's, that's your Tom's hot take is is he's going to get over 30 goals. Or what we'll do at the end of the season, we'll come back and see if he actually got to it. Uh, And then if he didn't, we'll, we'll obviously uh, berate you for, for the entire podcast. Um, But uh, one of the other signings that we didn't talk about, because obviously it's it's pretty new as well, is they've, they've signed Zach Parise, so he's he's joined the island as mm-hmm. well. So, excuse me. So again, they're hoping that that helps with their scoring. Um, but they're, they're a very defensive team, I guess. You know, they've got Oliver Wallstrom. Um, they they managed to keep the other 
uh, youth prospect who, you know, if I can find him here, I know that the Dobson, uh, Kiefer Bellows. I know, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I was I was thinking of Bellows, but so you've got in terms of forwards and scoring, so they've got some potential young scorers, um, but mm-hmm. almost certainly the the starting lineup on the first day will be more veterans than than prospects. So. Um, Mm-hmm. And Barry Trotz, it's it's what he does. You know, he's they're, they're a very defensive-minded team. So, but I like him. I think that, that yeah, as I said, I can't, mm-hmm. don't think they're doing anything wrong. Keep it going, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see them making the playoffs again next season. That's my hot take: is that the the Islanders are going to make the playoffs. That's pretty pretty lukewarm as a hot take. But there you go. Uh, so <laughs> next up tech. is the. <laughs> That's a, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to make any bold predictions this early into the podcast. So, um, <laughs> the York Rangers uh, had a pretty. It was a difficult season for them because they wanted to see progression. They had a twenty-seven, twenty-three, and six, and this is what I'm saying in terms of the the, and it's the NHL. The NHL is, I, and I love it for this. And for anybody who's ever watched British sport, who's seen money ruin a sport. The parity that's in the NHL is what makes it so beautiful. It's what makes American sport, or you know, Canadian sport as well, obviously in terms of hockey. But it's what makes it so beautiful to watch because no matter how bad your team is, you know that eventually they've got a chance of turning it around. And the Islanders last season won thirty-two games. Okay, the Rangers won twenty-seven. So it's five games difference. Okay, and that was the difference between making the playoffs and potentially getting to a Stanley Cup final or missing it altogether, which is exactly what happens to Rangers. So I think the Rangers fans probably speaking for them when I say this, but it must have been a season of, of regret of what could have been because I think with a couple yeah. more pieces and a couple of better performances all round on what was a shortened season, they did show glimpses of a, of a, you know, they had a winning record. So they had, it was, there were some positives. Uh, off season, not many moves to be honest. Ryan Reeves, Barkley Goodrow, both moves that I thought were were good, uh, but they've lost players as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, Butchnevich went to uh, St. Louis. Uh, Howden, who obviously one of their centre prospects, Brett Howden, he went off to Vegas. It'll be interesting to see how how he does there because he's ne- never really quite broken into that Rangers team. And and they, yeah, you know, I mean they're so stacked with prospects they didn't particularly need to keep him. Um, but and I you know I let. You go through your thoughts in terms of their season, both last season and, and their off season. But for me, I think they're in the wild card mix, and I want to see a bit like I was saying with Devils. I want to see more from their prospects. You know, I want to see more from mm-hmm. Capo. I want to see more from Lafreniere. Um, you know, they they look like they were building with skill. They got Panarin obviously there, and they've got plenty and plenty of goal scorers there. So mm-hmm. I want to see it this season. I want them to be the playoff team that they look like they're building. So what's your thoughts? Um, so I'm going to try not to have bias here because as an Owls <laughs> fan, obviously, I don't like the Rangers. Um, but I'm going to attempt to be completely unbiased. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see them getting a top four in the division because um, the Shosturkin extension, that was good. I think I saw he's the highest extension ever off the elc for a goaltender i I think that's i saw that uh a couple months like a month ago or so um i think that's right reeves and goudreau yeah reeves and goudreau 
uh, great, especially for when they fight um, the executioner, Tom Wilson. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, their main, I think the main thing, the main reason they weren't in the playoffs this season, I'm pretty sure Panarin was out for quite a while. Because I remember in Russia, he, he had that allegation in Russia for something to do with a chick in a bar, something like that. Um, then he yep. came back it was, and it was, it was we'll assault, see. I think, but yeah, but it was an allegation. Yeah. I might point out just, just, just in case yeah. Panarin's lawyers are listening to his podcast, allegation, which <laughs> never went anywhere. So, uh, yeah. No. Um, yeah. And then he got injured like towards the end of the season by Wilson mm-hmm. smashing his head against the ice and that line brawl. Um, yeah, I think Reeves and Goudreau. <laughs> yeah. I know you, you mentioning that actually, I, I I, I still, even now, it's been quite a while since it was, since that incident on the ice. I still can't believe that Wilson didn't get didn't get done for that. I just it's just just shocking. But yeah, and and, and also for just five thousand dollars. Well, yeah, exactly. Which is when you're on five million a year. I mean, he must he must have really felt felt the pain of that one. Um, but he. <laughs> For those of you that are listening to this, uh, which is everybody, because there's no video version, so it's all of you. Um, <laughs> I just want to want to explain the the pain that I can see on Dom's face right now while he's trying to remain unbiased and talk about the Rangers. Like he's he's not. There's no tears, but it feels like there could be because this 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 is this is painful for you. I, I can see it. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be nice to the Rangers. Um, like. <laughs> Like when they won the 2020 draft, I'm not gonna lie, I punched. I think it was my table because, <laughs> like, they shouldn't have got that. They shouldn't have. It should have been a team like um, Minnesota or Nashville. Um, <laughs> like if Vancouver or Arizona got like uh, lost in the plans, we could have got Lafreniere. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but Reeves and Goudreau, that'll be good for when they fight the the, the executioner. Um, hmm. Buchnevich move. I don't think that was a great move. Because um, Sammy Blay, good in NHL 21. Not so much in <laughs> uh, real life. Or, like, he he's a good player, just not even close to Buchnevich. Because... What was the deal? Like, Buchne- uh, Blay in a second for Buchnevich or something like that? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. So. I mean, just... It, it, like you, when I when I saw it, I thought, hmm, that's not, it's not a great move for, if you're mm. Rangers. I mean, I guess you could argue the cap side of it, but um, so it was. They got Sammy Blay and they got the 2022 second round pick from the Blues. Okay. And Butchnevich obviously was a RFA at the time, so it's worth pointing out that they there was no contract or anything, no cap hit for the Blues at no. that point. But obviously, subsequently, they've gone and signed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was a decent deal. Um, I think it was like a bridge, not really a bridge deal, like four years and like six million, I think, something like that. Um, I don't remember. Um, there you go. He knows his stuff. So five point eight million, four years. That's that's there you go. <laughs> um, Expert. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that was just a guess. Um, but 
not good deal for the Blues, Buchnevich. I can see him being a top line, maybe second line guy for the Blues. Because um, he's young, good sniper. Um, except for when he fights Wilson. Um, yeah, I think this is more of a Blues talk than the Rangers talk. <laughs> um, Blues are going to have a did well with uh, Buchnevich, Rangers. Got a second round pick. Um, honestly, I just think the Rangers, they need Capo Caco. They need Alexi Lafreniere. They need. They just need their young guns to show. Uh, Nils Lundqvist. Was he traded? I can't. So one of them was traded. No, no. Um, so he, he's, 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 he's still there. He's still there. I believe. Anyway, that's yeah, not mistaken. But I, yeah, I'm pretty I certain he was talking the other day about being ready to kind of step into uh, a role with the Rangers. Right. So I'm, I'm pretty certain he's on their, their lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm thinking, thinking of someone else, um, regardless Panarin, he needs to be there for the full season or else I don't see the Rangers doing that. Well, I think if Panarin doesn't show up, I think maybe wild card. If he does show up, I can definitely see top three. Wow. Okay, that's that's bold, and that's coming from somebody who hates them. That's 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 an endorsement right there. That is okay. <laughs> right. So we've still got quite a few to go through. So let's keep on ticking along. So next up is um, I did, I've got a bit of a soft spot for this team. I don't really know why, because I shouldn't. But it's the Philadelphia Flyers, <laughs> um, twenty-five, twenty-three, and eight. No postseason, but again, small margins. Um, although Philly kind of fell away as the season went on um, for, for many reasons. Carter Hart being the, the main one, which we'll come to in a second. So lots of different moves um, for them. We can talk about their extensions all day, but we'll leave all of that because we talked about it before. Everybody knows the players have extended. Couturier, Farabee, Hart, blah, 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 blah. Fine. All that stuff's all great. Sign Martin Jones. I don't, Yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. Um <laughs> Yeah, if Martin Jones from like seven years ago turns up, then then yeah, okay, they pulled a blinder. If he doesn't, then they've got a pretty bog standard backup at best. Um, Cam Atkinson, uh, and I've actually spelled it right on this slide. Uh, Cam Atkinson move. I, I like that move for the Flyers because I felt like it was something they needed, and I also felt like the Voracek and the fly it just didn't seem to be gelling like it used to. It felt like it was a little bit broken that relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Ristolainen. I don't hate it in terms of the move. I hate what they gave up. I felt it was really expensive. Um, but the mm. one move that I have to talk about, because I'm a big Ryan Ellis fan, was Ryan Ellis moving. I They fleeced Nashville. I, well, I personally felt like they fleeced Nashville on that trade because mm. they gave up Patrick, who obviously eventually ended up at Vegas anyway. Uh, and I believe they gave up a, maybe a pick as well. But Ryan mm. Ellis is top 10. When he's fit, top 10 defensive players or defenseman in in the in my opinion in the league i like it i think it's a great move you know he's on a pretty good contract um yeah I'd, i i like their offseason i think the flyers have done what they needed to do to get better they got rid of uh ghost as well sean costas bear uh, he went to the uh the cemetery in the league so he's in arizona as well um with andrew Ladd's 
contract and you know Marion Hosha and, and a whole host of other you know, <laughs> contracts that are yet to be uh, to be finished um, and for me I think they're in that wildcard contention I don't think they're good enough to to beat the teams that we're going to talk about in a minute but also some of the teams we've already talked about but they could be but the one thing that's going to make or break their season and it's always the way so people are probably thinking Ian, all of your hot takes are just talking about goalies, but it's the most important position in the team. It always is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, goalies win you, win you they win you cups. It's why Fleury was such a, a boss both at Pittsburgh and at Vegas, and he will be at, at Chicago, no doubt as well. Yeah. Carter Hart is Carter Hart from two years ago. I'm, this is my hot take. Flyers automatically make the playoffs. If he isn't, oh yeah, absolutely. It's going, to, it's going to be a really well. There's going to be questions raised. I know it wasn't a crazy extension they gave Carter Hart. They didn't. We're not talking. It's not, you know, kind of Bobrovsky style. But they've put their faith in him. He's got to repay that now. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Flyers. They're one of my higher up teams. Uh, similar to Carolina. Um, Mm -hmm. they had a really good off season. Um, like Shane Goss's bear, that cap dump was, was amazing for them. Um, if Goss's bear was back to, what was it? 2015, they would easily be (laughs) playoffs, but it's 2021. Uh, Ristolainen, Alice, both good, uh, defensive, um, acquisitions for them Ristolainen if he can get back to that potential of which he was back in what was it 2013 or something like that um, hmm. it'll be absolute Not I can't really say fleece because they gave up a lot um, regardless um, Atkinson <laughs> really good deal for them because that top line they have a lot of good playmakers a, uh, Giroux uh, Couturier they had Jakub Voracek, but he was like full playmaker. Now they have a good sniper in Atkinson. He'll be a top six guy, and I can see him getting pl- plus twenty goals. Um, yeah, yeah. Faraby, good extension. Kachiria, good extension. What's it? He just won the Selkie, not not this season, but two seasons ago. Yeah, two seasons ago. Yeah, and, and obviously um, he was good last season as well. He wasn't like he was poor. Oh, absolutely. Um, Karahat, great extension. What was it, like 2 by 4.5 or something like that? Um, like <laughs> yeah, so not, not, not quite as close to that one. So that's, it's 4 million, or 3.979, because uh, uh, in typical format, they have to have some weird number in it somewhere. They're, well, their jersey number in there mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, so he's 3.979 and uh, for three years, which is to say, not it, it's faith. You know, they've put their faith in mm-hmm. him, but they haven't said, look, we're going to give you a £10 million a year carry price deal. No. Which is good. Oh, absolutely. Just low um, risk. Yeah, Hart, he can be worth a lot more than that. Hart is... I said it in the past. Um, can't remember where. I think on Instagram or something like that. Um, I th- Like two years ago, I said he was a top three goaltender. And I think he can be that top three goaltender in the league. 
Uh, it's just a matter of will it happen? Because yeah, um, I know I, I know I saw something on Instagram yesterday. I it was a goaltender ranking of the Metro Division. It had Islanders first, Devils second, Rangers third, um, Flyers fourth. Like I think Kadaha is better than Shosturkin, but I also think he's better than Blackwood. <laughs> And as a Devils fan, mm. I said that. Um, yeah. Sure, yeah, um, yeah I, th- I think Hart is one of the best goaltenders in the league, and I hope he comes back to that. If he does, Flyers are, go- are making a run. I can see that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and also, like, Carter Hart is 23 years old. Okay, so he's... Mm-hmm. And that's why I think... They were right to extend him. They were right to extend him for a, new, a number of years and show the faith because he had he had one bad year. And let's be honest, it was a very short year. So mm-hmm. in another year where we'd have played 82 games rather than 56 or whatever the hell it was, he might have turned his stats around and it had been a pretty average season, but not horrendous. I just think it was, mm-hmm. it was worse because as a goalie, it's the wrong season to be having a bad start because that's all you got was the mm-hmm. start. And... And it just became, and obviously, like you said, the media gets hold of it, and it just becomes almost like a, a fanfare of people trying to. And he went, he got dropped, went down to the minors, didn't he? I think got dropped or something, and then, um, and then when he came back, he had one good game, and then it fell apart again. So I just hope mm-hmm. that he, I hope that he does it. I, I agree with you. I, that he is of all the goalie prospects in and out of the league. So some of them that are in the league, and some that are in people's depth charts, you know, that are playing in other mm-hmm. other regions. I think he is he is the highest level goalie prospect we've got right now. The rest mm-hmm. haven't proved it for me. And goalies normally take a while to to make it. I mean, even if you look at people like uh, Crawford and others, they didn't all mm-hmm. just come in at 23 and start killing the league. Most of them don't even hit it no. until they're 25, 26, 27. So for him to be doing what he's doing at 23 is, is pretty impressive anyway. So I think they'll be fine. I think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, and I, I think the Flyers will are on for a good season, and it's nice to see mm-hmm. a team be bold. Like they know this, the, their window is open now. I I, I want to see more of this kind of trade. You know, if you're in your window, just go for it because mm-hmm. you know when it shuts, it shuts, and it shuts for a while. So just when you get that chance, take it. Doesn't mean you're going to win a cup. Doesn't guarantee you anything, but you take it. So that is. The Philadelphia Flyers. So we've got a couple left to go. Uh, everybody's favourite team. So we, we we dealt with possibly the, the the league and the world's least favourite team on the last podcast where we did the Toronto Maple Leafs. Everybody's team they love to hate. Um, and you, I can imagine that a lot of people will be buying the digital version of NHL 22 just so they don't have to have a hard copy of Austin Matthews' face for <laughs> another season. Um, but uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are probably in that same mix. 37-16-3, so a good season for them. Um, surprisingly good because a lot of people wrote them off going into it. they too old, veterans were past it, blah, blah, blah. We hear this every year. Sid the kid, <clears throat> too old, blah, blah, blah. And then he kills it, and he did. <clears throat> Excuse mm-hmm. me. So great season for them. But unfortunately, the postseason was was poor, and and they, and they met a a really good Islanders team, which we've talked about, and they were out defensed basically, and uh, and and lost that series. Off season, 
not a lot of big moves. I've seen them again. Fine, signing Brock McGinn, Cody CC, okay. Um, yeah, Heinen obviously was at Boston, fine. Uh, traded with Toronto, but that whole trade with Toronto was basically because they knew they were going to lose McCann in the draft, so they traded him to Toronto, and then Toronto ended up losing him in the draft rather than losing Kerfoot. Um, but for me, I'm still I'm still on the the Penguins bandwagon. I think they're going to make the playoffs again. Because every time you say they won't, they do. So I don't want them to make the playoffs. So I'm going to say they're going to make the playoffs <laughs> and hope that reverse <laughs> psychology works. Yeah, that makes that's fair. Um, uh, Penguins, they're one of the teams I dislike in the league, as a lot of people uh, share, I think. Um, their glory days, they're over. They have a bottom five prospect pool. Um yeah, I. Their glory days are done because Sidney Crosby's what, thirty six now, uh, no thirty five. Ovi's thirty six. Um, <laughs> um, Malkin, he's thirty six. I think uh, something along those lines. So Malkin's um, regardless, um, and Crosby is thirty four. The 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 youthful age of thirty four. Um. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and Latang, he's also aging. There, hmm. I don't see the Penguins doing that amazing unless they surprise us, which they almost always do. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, I, I'm thinking. Also, wild card along with like three other teams this uh, season. In this division, I mean, sorry. I don't see them mm. doing great. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think they are, they're looking at um, a, a wild card battle. And, and, but I, I, I just can't, I can't bring myself to write off the Penguins. I just think every time I do, they keep going and they, and they keep, keep just, just doing enough to, to succeed. So I, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think it will be tough. It really all depends on DeSmith and Ajari. Because Jari, if yeah. we have playoffs Jari, they're doing they're not doing very well. If we have regular season Jari, then there you go. Yeah. I agree. Back to the goalies. Back to the goalies. It's why <laughs> the position is so important. I, I, it just amazes me every year <laughs> that goalies never get taken or very rarely taken the first round because it is it is mm-hmm. the most pivotal position like arguably more so than 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 a center um there you go Fair. okay i actually think the last three right. seasons we've had goaltenders in the first round i think you're right so i should do my homework Just... but i think because we had uh well, I mean, look, Kosa, we had we definitely Kosa had lost one. that this yep that was this year, yeah. We had... Uh, Kosa Wallstead, Askarov, Knight. Last year, yeah. Yaroslav Askarov. Yeah. And then um, Spencer Knight, I believe, was 2019. Or he was 2018, one or the other. I think you're right. There you go. So there's my hot take from three <laughs> years ago. People should start taking goalers in the first round. <laughs> they did. They're already doing it. It's fine. So... And teams are taking first round goalies when they've got a goalie signed up for ten years or whatever on a ten million pound deal. And I just can't wait to see 
If Spencer Knight, I mean, we we did the Atlantic last time around, but just for the sake of jokes here, if Spencer Knight plays well this season, what are they going to do with Bobrovsky? Because it's just an absolute mess that they're going to create. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll save that Mm -hmm. for the podcast club. God's just time. (laughs) Um, I lied to you, so I was like, I'll probably be like 30 minutes and we're already already over the hour mark, so it's fine. But this is uh, the last last of our teams to run through. uh, And that is... The Washington Capitals, um, another team that I, I for, for some bizarre reason, I have this kind of like love for. I, I wanted the, I wanted them to win a cup, and I think I wanted mm. them to win a cup because I wanted to see what Ovi did if he won a Stanley Cup. And the answer to that question is he mm. went absolutely chuffing mental <laughs> after winning the Stanley Cup, and he just. Like they're supposed to share it around the team, and he did eventually. But it pretty much lived with Ovi for about you know six months. Uh, you know he ate from it, for drank for, out of for it, good slept reason. with it. Oh, for good reason, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, their season thirty six, fifteen, five. Good season for them. First round loss to Boston. That stung. I, you can tell that stung because I think that they. Well, I, I'm not in the organization, but I, I think that they felt they were on for more than that. Most teams do. Boston mm. probably, you know, would feel the same in their second round loss. But um, signed Ovechkin. That was the worst kept secret of the year. Everybody knew why they mm-hmm. weren't resigning him in the year. It's because they didn't want to ex- have to expose somebody else. Um, teams mm-hmm. have wised up from Vegas. Uh, Samsonov extension. Okay, not bad. I didn't think it was awful. I was a little concerned he was going to get overpaid. I still feel like Samsonov mm-hmm. is. A bit fifty-fifty for me. I'm not. I'm not on his bandwagon yet, and so I think it made perfect sense for him to then trade back Vanasek, um, which obviously Seattle took in the draft and then very quickly didn't need <laughs> when they signed <laughs> Philip Grubauer instead. Um, and Gru coming in changed that a lot. Uh, and then uh, and they got rid of Dylan. So Dylan went to went to Winnipeg, which saved them some cap and a few other moves involving panic and stuff, but. Generally, mm-hmm. kept what they had. Um, didn't make any massive, massive moves. But for me, and, and obviously you want to get your thoughts on it, Dom, but I think if they can keep that window open, they're going back to playoffs. I don't think they're good enough to win it again, though. That's why I feel like no. the Caps are going to be one of those teams now where they'll make the playoffs probably for the next two or three seasons, but never actually win it again. That's that's where I've got them at. Yeah, I can see that. Um, for the past few seasons, they've been cursed in the playoffs anyways. Because aside from... Because mm. I think they were first round exits and maybe a second round exit. Then tw- then uh, Vegas came in the league, made the made the finals, won the cup, but then back to first round exits. Yeah. Uh, Normally against the Penguins So at all- <laughs> in previous years, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um... I mean, hey, uh, if Seattle makes the the finals, is Washington making it as well? Repeat of Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope, I hope so, but then we beat them. So <laughs> that's the hope. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah, Washington, I... Yeah, because Ovi, I'm, I know he just celebrated his 36th birthday. Um Kuznetsov, he's aging, and I think the the Caps have wanted to move him for a while now. Um, like I know there were rumors of him going to Minnesota or Anaheim and stuff like that. Um, Backstrom, 
Backstrom's also aging. Uh, Carlson, they're just an extremely aging core. Aside from their goalies, they have a lot of really young goal t- goaltenders. Because um, Ilya Samsonov was, I believe, twenty taken 27th in 2015. Um, mm-hmm. They have uh, Vitek Vanacek, uh, who, as you said, was traded to... I mean, taken by Seattle, then traded back to Washington, and Phoenix Copley. Um, yeah, yeah. Washington. It all depends on if goalies again, if Samsonov can become that first round pick goaltender. Because I know Blackwood Devils uh, taken second round already doing much better than Samsonov. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't really see unless Ovi puts up. Maurice Rocket Richard again, um, and Carlson can be like Norse caliber. I don't see them doing amazing. I think they're also wild card for what's it, the fourth team in this division. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think this is the problem with the Metro. <clears throat> Actually, it's probably the problem with the East in general, um, which is you've got one or two standout teams like Tampa Bay that you go, right, they're in, fine. And then you've got this like myriad of seven or eight other teams that just could make it, but it all depends on on like what we were saying with this that one thing that's gonna gonna change their season. So for me, if Samsonov plays like he did in 2019, 2020 season, then they make the playoffs. If he doesn't, that's a lot of pressure on Vanasek, uh, which I don't think in a full 82 game season he's going to be able to cope with it. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but COVID is probably going to be a factor in this as well. Um, I don't want to get on my political high horse here, but let's be honest, the United States is at a 50% vaccination rate. So unless, I mean, I could be wrong. I, th- I feel like the NHL has got quite a high vaccination rate of players. I think it is pretty high. But it, being vaccinated doesn't first... stop you from getting it. It stops you from getting it badly, of yeah. course. It stops you from being hospitalized and, and let's be honest it stops you from dying that's the kind of main thing around the facts that's mm-hmm. why it's why people should take it um but it's um but it doesn't stop you getting it and i and i think the spread no. during the year will be interesting to see certainly when we get into winter how that how that affects teams because you like you saw you talked about it earlier mm-hmm. on um devils having their season pretty much you know derailed by by covid so Fingers crossed, mm-hmm. we, we're you know we're past all this because none of us want to go back to twenty twenty. But um, yeah, let's let's keep let's hope it stays that way and uh, and and teams and teams stay healthy. But if they can stay healthy, then I, I and and mm-hmm. Samsonov plays well, this team make the playoffs for me. But it's mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So there's one last piece that I wanted to run through, um, and uh, I will. Add the sound effect of fire afterwards so we don't have to talk over it right now. Um, but it's one of the things that we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Um, and obviously me and you talked about it before we came on. And we call it front office frenzy. Uh, and it's in the division that we've talked about. Who, which GM is on the hot seat? So which GM is at most at risk, we'll say, if, this, if the team doesn't perform? And I want to get your thoughts before I give mine in terms of who you think that is within the Metropolitan. Um, I know there, I've heard rumors of Yarmo Kakalainen. I don't think that's the case. He had a really good offseason, as did Fitzgerald, as uh, Lamorello, like always. 
Um, hmm. I'm thinking either Washington or Pittsburgh. I can't remember um, hmm. the names right off the bat. Because um, aging teams, uh, uh, if they can keep going, then yeah, I can. I don't see them getting fired or anything like that. But if um, if they somehow become like bottom three in the league, like hell, if they finish even worse than Columbus, which seems impossible, <laughs> then one of them's getting fired. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I really struggled with this one. It was really easy when we did the first one, Atlantic, because there was the obvious Toronto and Carl Dubas, and how long does that love relationship last when when they're not they're not seeing mm-hmm. the the kind of progression they wanted to see, um, and. I think you're right. Washington, I kind of struggle with. I feel like they're kind of set in that team. But if Washington would be my guess. And the reason why I'm going to say that is because Pittsburgh changed their GM recently. So I I don't think they'd get rid of him within a season. They might get rid of their head coach. um, But they've been so ingrained with their head coach. I I don't particularly see that. But the, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Capitals. Capitals, I think. I think if they're so Mm -hmm. desperate to keep that window open, I could see them doing that, changing their different office to try and keep it alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely forgot that uh, Pittsburgh changed their GM. I think it's, I think, what was it, Ron Hextall now or something like that? It um, is, yeah. And uh, Jim Rutherford obviously stepped, did he step down or did he go somewhere else? Right. I can't remember now. Uh, anyway, he went somewhere. I can't remember. I think he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, wherever he went, he was not Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, you're right. It was Ron Hextall that stepped in. Um, right. I just don't see them kind of, he hasn't really had, he hasn't done anything. You know what I mean? We, we went through it early. He really hasn't mm-hmm. done anything yet. Um, so no. I think that's going to be a, a longer play. Um, but yeah, and look, Dom, I appreciate you coming on today. I know it was a little last minute in terms of organizing it, but I appreciate <laughs> you coming on and giving, giving your thoughts. It's been great to have you on. Um, Thank you to everybody, obviously, who's who's listening to the podcast. We, as I said at the beginning, and it's not just something we say. We do appreciate every, every listen. We know it's uh, you know people have got busy lives, so to spend an hour listening to us ramble on about hockey is uh, is is not easy. Um, if you haven't subscribed to us on Spotify and across other podcast outlets, then then please do support the show. Uh, and if you've got questions you want to ask us, uh, you can do that now. So we've got a website which is the Offensive Zone. Com. So nice and easy to remember. Uh, and on that, there's a contact us page. So if you want to ask any questions, you can do that. Or if we've got a Twitter as well, um, a Twitter handle and all the rest of it, you can find in the description below. Um, but you know, follow us and, and you can feel free to ask questions and we'll, we will bring them up. The next division for us is going to be the Central. Um, and we're saving the best for last, which has Seattle in it. But we're going to do Central next. Um, but yeah, look, again, thanks, Dom. I appreciate everything you've done today. It's been a pleasure having you on uh, and we will see you all next time.